Horizon, Episode 6, Bear and Bees. of the vital functions no longer support your living quarters. Oh. I had several plants. They would not survive. It is upsetting that your Spathiphilum Wallisi has most certainly died. Out of all the specimens of Peace Lily on the ship, yours has flourished most beautifully. <laughs> That's my job. So... If I can't get to my living quarters, where's the nearest cantina, mess hall, kitchen? I can direct you to the nearest mess hall. Given your current state, it will take you over an hour to crawl there. Is there anything I can drain for power here? The emergency power for this room continues to power the partially functioning incoming and outgoing communication consoles and the necessary support equipment. While it would be possible to disassemble and access the power conduit capable of charging your limbs, doing so without proper training could lead to irreparable damage of the consoles and risks electric shock. So, I will need an alternative power source. Uh, what is nearby? I am. What? I am nearby. One of the nearby accessible rooms holds my core processing station and servers. I do not get many visitors. Well, you wouldn't. It's not as though there's much to see. Wait, you were trying to make a joke. I was, but it is possible. You could crawl to the core AI processing station. It would take you approximately 20 minutes. Do you have a power hookup? Yes, but it would shut me down to utilize it. Why are there no plugs on this ship? It seems like a simple thing. 
Especially if ambient charging isn't considered a vital function. You're just broken, Nolira. It's who you are. What? Due to the use of modern ambient power transfer, physical electrical outlets are usually unnecessary. Additionally, the circumstances and timing of your dismemberment led to the use of mechanical limbs instead of farmed limbs. It is very uncommon to be in your predicament. As such, the Bifrost is not prepared to assist in your disability in a time of emergency. Don't say that word. Disability. Dismemberment. But I would rebuke your statement by saying the rise of mechanical limbs during the war should have led to better emergency charging access. I agree. But this does not solve your current situation. Nalira, do you plan to shut me down? No. No, Ali, I couldn't. After the talk, and I wouldn't want to be alone here. Completely alone. I would lose everything. You, all my recordings, any help, just gone. Ali, you're considered a vital function, but are you okay? Are your processors damaged or degrading? There are sensors, data, and processing power that are inaccessible at this time, but my self-analysis and diagnostic determined I am currently stable. I am considered a vital function, as long as there are active crew members or colonists aboard the Bifrost who benefit from my continued activity. So if I leave, you shut down? Yes, to some extent. How... I'm really sorry, Allie. Helping I me... I want you to find help, Nalira. I know the Bifrost is suffering from extensive damage, though we do not know the cause. If the Bifrost is found, the AI systems are one of the first salvaged units. I will be saved. It'll lie. Like you said, no one wants to be alone. What was that? Did you see something? No. I thought I heard something. Is there a communication channel open? No. Should I select an outgoing distress message for all possible channels? Yes. Yes, do that. The file has been selected. Please manually confirm the outgoing messages to select the signal. Where do I go? I need some charge and some food. Allie? There is a possibility that jeopardizes your safety. I don't like the sound of that. What is it? Three floors below this deck is a large loader mechanical storage dock. A charged loader will have more than enough power to fully power all of your limbs, as well as the required ports. Why is this a bad idea? There are no currently operational elevators you can easily access. In its place, I've located a nearby service column. You would need to climb down the service column. I don't. I have one arm and no working legs, Allie. Climbing may be out of the picture. As you would be descending, I would instead phrase it as a controlled fall. This I'm choice sure of action and appropriate it. phrasing is why I postulate jeopardy to your safety. You just have to... exist. Falling? You want me to fall three stories? No. No how? The typical assumed height of a story is approximately three meters. As such, you assume you will fall approximately nine meters. This is not true. The height of the first two decks is similar to the height of this deck, approximately 3.54 meters tall. The height of the loader mechanical storage dock is 10.54 meters. This leads to a combined total of 17.62 meters. 
plus whatever additional height remains to be descended from this level. That's just under six stories, Allie. I can't fall that far. If you control the fall by using your available arm to grasp the ladder, you could sustain minimal damage, though considerable muscle fatigue. I'm assuming you're telling me this because it's my best option. Yes. I regret not exploring the ship more during my shifts awake. Tell me how to get to the column. Go left. In 10 meters, there will be a handle at hip level. Pull the handle to open the column access. <laughs> Everything's on the ground now. So, above your head. Is someone there? You sound distressed. How may I assist you? Where's the life sign? While it is headed back this direction, it is far enough away to give you ample time to reach the service column. Did you pick up any vocals aside from mine? No. <laughs> I do enjoy your impression of a worm. You didn't hear that. I hear many things, but I have not picked up vocal communication near your location. Do you have a favorite story? What kind of story? Like a fable or a fairy tale. Any kind of distraction. I store most of the fables, tales, stories, and myths mm. of the collective technocracy and free planets. Is there one that you would enjoy to hear most? Which one do you like? Some of the first I came to enjoy, after processing their meanings, were the fables of Aesop. Mm. Would you like me to tell one to you? <laughs> yes, that would be nice. This is one I enjoy, titled The Bear and the Bees. A bear roaming in the woods in search of berries happened on a fallen tree in which a swarm of bees had stored their honey. The bear began to nose around the log very carefully to find out if the bees were at home. Just then, one of the swarm came home from the clover field with a load of sweets. Guessing what the bear was after, the bee flew at him, stung him sharply, and then disappeared into the hollow log. The bear lost his temper in an instant and sprang upon the log, tooth and claw, to destroy the nest. But this only brought out the whole swarm. The poor bear had to take to his heels, and he was able to save himself only by diving into a pool of water. Why, why do you like that one? Aesop's tales are fanciful, relatable, and succinct. They possess underlying moral lessons meant to improve upon and inform the reader. Here, the moral reference is the negative effect of retaliation. It is wiser to bear a single injury in silence than to provoke a thousand by flying into a rage. I believe this to be a wise lesson, and I enjoy the related imagery as well. A hungry bear, a brave bee, a bear diving into water. There is another story of the young crab and his mother, which is humorous in its depictions as well. If only you had thought of this. They even teach it to children. Ali, those fables and morals are very uncomplicated versions of reality. The majority of times, things are far more complicated than they seem. But for children's tales, they can be very fun and useful learning tools. I'm here, so I just... <laughs> oh, that looks like a long fall. The aim is not for you to fall. 
Isn't it, though? Ellie, the head trauma I suffered that caused me to be hospitalized. Was there any lasting damage, any internal bleeding? Informed by the accessible documents, you should not be suffering from any subsequent injuries or effects. That both is and is not what I was hoping to hear. Well, wish me luck. Good luck. Sign approaching, you should close the entry behind you if you intend to conceal your path. I'm not sure I can. Ah. 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 has told me that it is time to move forward with public appearances. We appreciate you choosing us, and we know you have a busy schedule, so we'll try to get you to that party tonight. <laughs> it's not a party. It's a lecture and gala to raise funds for the relief effort. But thank you for being considerate. Uh, so, Dr. Zhang Yantui, let's go back to a few years ago. Zanting. It only gets worse from that point. At this point, it only just started? You say they invited you? For this nonsense? General Han even agreed. He said the people wanted to hear from me. Apparently, Yamada went off script. This I just... I messed up. You'll see. Well, no need to stop now. <laughs> Zizi, please resume playback. Resuming playback. Back to a few years ago, to the... To the coordinated attack on Tenwan. Do you remember that day? Yes, very well. Where were you when you heard the news? I was at home. I'd been in the lab all day and hadn't heard anything. When I got home, my sister visited unexpectedly to tell me. Hmm, you were at work all day and didn't hear about it. Even on your way home? The lab is a sterile environment, so we keep it rather quiet, too. I took the mag train back home. I always do. The compartment I take, everyone just keeps to themselves. Uh, no audio news, no monitors, nothing? I tended to avoid the news. <laughs> the war had been going on for years at that point, and I couldn't stomach the tragedy that rolled in every day. You couldn't take it anymore. So when your sister came to tell you the news... Did you feel overwhelmed? I, I... I remember seeing her face and just knowing. I knew something had happened and then she mentioned Tenwan and... I knew it was Chen. Your brother, Chen, was stationed in Tenwan at the Dr. Tsung Daoli military base. And he died in the attack. Yes, he was in a building when it collapsed. And with the war <laughs> underway for so long and... Now this devastating news. How did you feel? Broken. My brother had just died. And I wanted to just be in Tenwan and crawl through the rubble. I wanted to flip over some rocks and broken things to find him and bring him back home. 
Well, that seems very proactive, wishing to help. Uh, what else were you thinking of? Uh, go on. What would you have thought of? My mind was... <sighs> I was upset. He's my only brother, and I love him. And I miss him. We have security footage from your building on the day of the attack. It shows General Han and his advisors approaching your apartment. Incredible sources say that that day was when the military first approached you for your uh, assistance. If this is true, do you think they chose that day due to your compromised emotional state? That cretin. Do you have something to say? Miss Yamada, I know this may be difficult to understand, but we were at war. Every family on every station and every free planet was living in fear. I'm sure there were days you woke up hoping your company wouldn't send you down Ontan or Harnan or even to the Moreau during the raids. It's easy to ignore the harsh realities when interviewing celebrities and peddling cookbooks from the most protected station in the technocracy. But I couldn't keep waiting for something to happen. When the Order asked me to help, I never could have refused. You don't deny that General Han approached you that day? General Hong came to me because my work had saved hundreds of thousands of lives and he wanted my help to save even more. That day, regardless of how it touched my life, was a turning point in the war. <laughs> to say you saved lives, it's an interesting take on the issue, Dr. Zhang Antwi. I'm sure many people disagree. And I know many others who don't. The war is over. The attacks have stopped. The raids ceased. The free planets can sleep at night and our stations can rebuild. Did it feel like vengeance or justice for what happened to you, to your brother? The broadcast station has pulled your rights for the interview. You can't do that. We all want to know why she did it, why this happened. We have a right to know. Shut it down. No, no, you cannot pull this broadcast. No, we have the rights. This is my interview. Thankfully, it got shelved. For now. Let's have some tea. Yes, thank you. Zizia, it is easy for some to look at what happened from a distance and not see the necessity of it. Some? Noli, you're my sister and I feel sick when I think about it. I know, believe me, really, that it was important and that you weren't really alone, but it's complicated. Difficult to process. I know. I can't stop thinking about everything. I worked with General Han and everyone at their lab for over two years. I could have stopped at any time. I just kept thinking, maybe the war will end tomorrow. Maybe all of this will just be swept away. I was a fool. You are my daughter, her sister, a fine scientist, an outstanding citizen, an avid gardener, and a bit of a brat. But you are certainly no fool, Nolira. Never a fool. We didn't raise fools. We all wish we could have helped. We all did something. My research helped to heal our injured. Your father helped create the energy generators used in the technocracy's furthest military stealth ships. Constance organized fundraisers for victims of midspace raids, and your brother... Chen worked to protect the people of Ontan. Chen did more than that, Connie. 
He protected our people and free Trenin alike. He stood up for our values. Dad, are you okay? We got a message this morning from the base. What was it? They want to name a launch hall in the base after Chen. After its reconstruction. Well, that's good, right? No. No, because it's not for Chen. It's not for Chen and they know it. It's not because he died there or fought there or helped the city. It's because he was my brother. And we have concerns as well, given it is a Trenin-free planet. Oh. You think we should turn it down? I think we should propose an alternative. What's the name of the ship? The emergency medical ship that was shot down. Sirona too. We can honor Chen in our own way, but we won't let others drag his name and memory down into the mud. We'll send our response tomorrow. <coughs> I'm sure they'll understand. <coughs> ah. <coughs> Zizi, how long until tea is ready? The tea will be ready in approximately 22 seconds. I'm fine. <coughs> He's fine. Believe me, I've checked. It doesn't help that your apartment is brimming with allergens. You call them allergens. Most people call them plants, Connie. <laughs> I always liked how green your apartment is. And you always liked the gardens growing up. Oh, who would have thought? Your tea is ready. Please enjoy. Thank you. And thanks for coming. Yesterday was hard, and I just feel like it's getting harder every day. This is certainly not what any of us wanted for the family, and I'm so sorry for... <gasps> what was that? I don't know. Oh, shit. Excuse me, there's a visitor at the door. Who is it? Noli, be careful. It's Sergeant Lawrence, please open the door. Tell me your sister's favorite flower. Uh, Ontan Alyssum Palm. Zizi let him in. A protest has formed outside the apartment building. You're not safe here. We can get your family back to their homes, but you'll need to come with us for the time being. You've got strong windows, Noli, but I wouldn't push it. Right. Yes. Uh, okay, is everyone ready to go? Do not worry. I will put everything right. We need to move. Please collect your things and come with us. Well, hurry up, girls. Thank you. Goodbye. Ah. 
your heart rate is erratic and your blood pressure is low. Do you require assistance? Medical crew is currently unavailable to assist you. Allie! Something's wrong! Allie! I landed on something! I landed on something and... I... I think it's in me! Loss of blood due to impalement can cause the erratic heart rate and decreased blood pressure you are currently experiencing. I can't see anything! I cannot assist you. Where is the med kit? Tainali! The column less than four meters from a wall-mounted emergency medical kit. I can't... I can't get up! The pipe! What if it punctured? Something? If you are losing blood, not seeking medical treatment will lead to your death. The wall-mounted emergency medical kit will provide the required amenities to stabilize your vitals, halt blood loss, and potentially save your life. With your back to the wall, the wall-mounted emergency medical kit will be four meters to your right. I don't... I, I don't think I can do it. There is no alternative. I can't! There is no alternative. Hurry up. Living is the bare minimum. Shut up! You came out here by choice. You did this to yourself. Stop. Your blood pressure is dropping. Are you free of the object? No. No. I can't push myself high enough. Is the object attached to the ground or can it be lifted? What? I think I can lift it.
Milira. Milira. Vast Horizon, Episode 6, Bear and Bees. Written and created by K.A. Stats. Produced with sound design by Travis Vengroff. Mixed and mastered by Brandon Strader. Starring Siobhan Lumsden as Dr. Nolira Eck. Tanya Maloyevich as the AI. Jordan Cobb as Dr. Antwi. Uwen Chung as Dr. Jiang. Sam Yao as Constance. Max Lando as General Han. Spring Ho as Zizi. A.R. Olivieri as Sergeant Lawrence. Jesse Hendricks as Yamada and Christy Luce as Poe. The title theme for Vast Horizon, Adrift, was written by Brandon Boone. Translations were provided by Sophie Yang. This episode could not be possible without our friends at Himalaya. It would also not be possible without the support of our listeners through Patreon, and now the support feature on Himalaya. To get access to bonus content, like outtakes and bonus episodes, please support us on Himalaya or Patreon, or by sharing this show with a friend or leaving a kind review. This production is copyrighted 2019 by Fool and Scholar Productions, and Vast Horizon is a trademark of Caitlin Stats. Thank you for listening.